Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello and welcome to another episode of Podcasts on Fifth Ave. I'm Taylor Haas, you're Danny Shirey. We actually have a little bit of news to talk about. Uh, since we last recorded, teams have started putting out their their rosters for the World Championship. Uh, World Championship this year, it's going to be from May 12th to May 28th. It's um, split between Finland and Latvia. Uh, USA put out their roster on Thursday. Canada put out the roster on Friday. A couple of other countries have mentioned some guys that are going to be going. Right now, the Penguins are going to have five representatives confirmed, which I feel like is more than they've had in the past. But it's kind of surprising the names that that are going. I don't think we expected uh, a a lot of these guys. Starting off with with Canada. Canada put out the roster Friday. Crosby's not going. Um... Osby would like to actually enjoy his long summer for a change. Yeah, I'm. I'm assuming that's my choice. Um, if you're if you're looking at a lot of these rosters, there are a lot of uh, big names who are who are missing. Um, the Penguins representative of Canada, Pio Joseph. Uh, it's going to be his first time ever representing uh, Canada Canada on the in the international stage, any level. So. Um, big for him. This is going to be a good experience for him going in the, in the next season. Yeah, I'm excited for him. Like uh, we, we talked about it a little bit before the show, but like I, I just get the sense that like a lot of these guys are kind of shifting toward, oh, I don't want to really travel across the world and go play in this hockey tournament for like a week and a half, two weeks, whatever it is. So um, that isn't all surprising to me, but I, I think it's awesome because you and I talk about it all the time, just how much Joseph just loves being around the game of hockey and just being at the rink, whether he's down in the minors or up in the AHL, like he really just wears his heart on his sleeve in that regard. And I think it'll probably mean a lot to him. Like you said, he's never represented team Canada in that fashion before. So I'm I'm sure it'll probably mean a lot to him and I'm I'm sure he'll be, he'd be glad he had the opportunity. Yeah. um, uh, Looking at Sweden. I don't think we have Sweden's full rosters and I, yet I believe, but they've, they've put out a couple of, of names. Um, Alex Nylander uh, is, is going. Um, he, he's represented Sweden on, on different international stages before, so this isn't his first time. Um, I did see he did an interview. Uh, I, I, it, been, it, it was sometime this week where he said he would love for his brother um, to play with his brother at Worlds too. Now his brother is still playing right now. Um, William Nylander with Toronto Maple Leafs. The way that series is looking, he might get his wish. But um, <laughs> I mean, the, the, another like young guy. Where I mean, this is this is great for him. Uh, you know, he, he he's earned it. It's good experience for him. 
Yeah, I, I feel like this, he, he's the kind of guy like from a purely like viewing it as how it might impact the actual NHL team. Like he's the kind of guy on the Penguins roster now that they've re-signed him. Like he's the kind of guy you want going and playing at the world. So um, like you said, it, it's going to be a good opportunity for him as well. But I think playing on that kind of stage here, it, it's tough to say all guys do all kinds of different things during the summer, but it kind of feels like that. With, with how little he did kind of play down the stretch, he was a healthy scratch um, for like eight consecutive games, I want to say, during March. So maybe he didn't get as many games under his belt there, um, throughout the end of the year as maybe he would have liked. So I know we're still a little bit separated from that, but it'll probably be good to kind of build off that uh, before there's like a little lull through the offseason. Yeah, uh, Ricardo Raquel's not going for Sweden. He told us that on clean-out day that uh, – he was dealing with some things injury-wise towards the end of the season, um, and he said if he were, were going to go, he wanted to be 100%. Um, Pedersen, I asked Pedersen, because, um, I mean, well, he came back, you know, that last game of the season. He was, you know, injured before that, too. He said he was 100%, um, so he's healthy enough to to go at the time. He said he hadn't had any talks with Sweden yet. He hasn't been named to a roster yet. I, I feel like if it were going to happen, it would have by now. He did just have a baby. I don't feel like if you're Marcus Pedersen, you want to be going to Latvia when you have like a newborn Franz uh, at home. Uh, another guy who's been ruled out, um, Finland Granlund is, is not going. Um, it sounds like that's his choice, um, which I, I know Penguins fans are like, yeah, that's a big nothing. But I mean, he was a big part of, of Finland's team last year. Um, he, he's been, a, he's won, I want to say gold a couple times with them, or at least meddled with them a couple of times. So, um, that is a big loss for Finland, but looking well, at the, and, U- well, and then you like, look at some of the names that are on these rosters. It's like, yeah, <laughs> Granlet's stunk, but it's like, he, he, he'd still belong there. If like he wanted to be there, they wanted him there. Yeah. Um, <laughs> speaking of, look at the U S roster. <laughs> um, <laughs> So the Penguins have three representatives on Team USA. And, and they're not who you would think. <laughs> no, I don't think I expected any of these names. Um, so I, we thought Jay Gensel would be there because Jay Gensel told us he would be there on clean-out mm-hmm. day. Jay Gensel's not going. It's um, like minor injury-related, kind of like Raquel, like banged up towards the end of the season. Um, I can't imagine what it would be. I, I know what it was that one of the last trips of the season when they were in Denver, Dallas, sometime on that trip, he took like a big shot to the foot and like his foot looked pretty bad after. So I wonder if that's it. Regardless, um, he's not going. The the three Penguins are going to be representing Team USA. Nick Bonino, reminder, he is a Penguin. For now. For all those three (laughs) games, which is a good sign that, I mean, his, his kidney's fine. Because, you know, he came in, played three games, lacerated kidney, uh, and then, you know, he missed the rest of the season. It sounded like he was getting close towards the end. He never did come back, um, but he's good enough now to go to Worlds. He, he's played Worlds twice before. Um, he's the oldest player on, on Team USA's roster. Uh, he's really the, the big name on the Team USA roster, if you look at it. Um, the two Penguins who are, are going to be wearing the Team USA jersey for the first time ever in their career Drew O'Connor and Casey DeSmith. And oh. well, uh, it's not just it's not just that Casey DeSmith is on the team. It's that Casey DeSmith is tendy number one for he's, the he's, USA. Yeah, 
I know because Team USA mentioned that he was go- going to go, you know, before the full roster came out. I was like, okay, so he's like a third goalie. No, he's probably going to start. Um, you look at the other two, Cal Peterson. Um, Cal Peterson, he was in the AHL most of last season, um, this this past season, 40 games um, with the Ontario Reign and then 10 games up with the Kings. And then um, Drew Camesso, who um, has not played professional hockey yet. He just signed his entry-level contract with the Blackhawks, but um, he spent the last three years uh, playing for BU. Um, Camesso, he the last Olympic squad where no NHLers were there, he went and he played two games, so he has experience. He was also on the last World's roster. He didn't play any games. He was just an extra. Um, so, I mean, he has experience, and he's, he's, he keeps coming to these U.S. tournaments. But right now, I mean, Casey DeSmith, is he USA's number one goalie? He has to be. This is insane. No, like, he has to be. There's there's no other way. I don't know. Like, I, I honestly never, ever thought I would – I mean, I haven't seen it yet, but I never thought I would see Casey DeSmith in like a United States jersey playing on the international stage. I'll be, I'll, that dude loves his equipment as well. Like he's always changing his pads and stuff. You know, he's showing up with like a ridiculous like flag kit or something with this awesome bald eagle mask. You just know it. I yeah, it happens maybe like I want to say three times a season. It's like Casey will come out for practice, and it's like yeah, Casey. Casey switched up his pads again. <laughs> I feel like that's probably why I wanted to be a, a goalie, and just so he can design it. I, you know, and honestly, I don't like most of his designs. Um, I no, feel I, like, I think they're pretty boring. Well, I, I feel like they don't like his helmet and his pads don't often like go together. Like they don't look like they're part of a matching set. Um, I felt that way about his like winter classic uh, gear where he went with like the khaki. Oh, look awful. Yeah. So I, <laughs> now I'm excited to see what Casey comes up with for the, for the team USA um, set Casey. Um, and then uh, Drew O'Connor, um, a little bit surprising, but then if you look at like the rest of the names playing for, for team USA, there's not, um, it, it's, there's a lot of AHL guys on this roster. Um, other college guys too. It just seems like a lot of um, NHL players don't want to go. I feel like if NHL players did want to go, Casey wouldn't be there either. We'd be looking at like John Gibson uh, and guys like that. But I mean, again, another guy, Drew Connor, another young guy. Good for him. The experience might, and, might be looking at a top six role. I, yeah, I, you, I'm, again, like you, you look at like the roster, especially the forwards. There's not a lot of guys with more, uh, Alex Tuck is like the um, one of the big names. Connor Garland. Um, well, there's not, there's not many like may, now, maybe like when some of like, um, the current round of the playoffs, um, when guys start getting knocked out, then maybe we'll start seeing more like maybe Austin Matthews goes. Cause I don't think the Leafs get out of this round, but, um, but right now, yeah, Drew O'Connor is like a big name on team USA. He's going to be their glue guy. <laughs> he is. I, I, someone replied to me like, on um, on Twitter, it's like, oh, what does this mean for Drew in, like, the Jersey Pro League? That's that, um, like, the summer league he he doesn't really play in. It's kind of like, like, the Beauty League. Everyone knows the Beauty League. That's Minnesota. Pittsburgh has the Goat League. Montreal has, I think they just call it the Montreal Hockey League or something like that. The Jersey Pro League is, like, the New Jersey, New York one. And um, my friend Alex Router, who was on the show a couple of weeks ago in place of you, um, 
he runs it and he had like Drew on the roster, but like Drew did not want to come. He, he ended up getting Drew to come out for one game. Um, and uh, it was like the first time Drew had even been on uh, the ice all summer last year. And like Drew was just like not ready to play a hockey game. And because like a lot of the guys in that league are like, D3 college guys and like they're going hard like this is this is like big for them and Drew just like was not ready to be there no points uh that was his team's only loss the entire season um and then Drew never came back uh he didn't play his team ended up winning the championship so he's technically a Jersey Pro League champion I did I was talking to Drew it was after the morning skate and uh Detroit um one of those last road trips of the season and if, I, I can't remember how this came up but we were talking about the Jersey Pro League, and I was like, "Oh, you're gonna go back and try to defend your title?" And he's like, "I'm not, I'm not playing." <laughs> he, was, he was like, "He's like, Alex has to stop putting me on the roster because I'm not coming." Um, and then I was like, "You're a champion, though." And he's like, "The only game I played, we lost." And I was like, "It sounds like you're the problem." <laughs> Have you considered that? And he's like, "He's like, there's a story for you right about that." I mean, that that's very plausible. Like, I, I, I don't mean to be like, oh, like, I'm one of those people that, like, played the game. But what if, if there's one thing that I would, like, stress to people who have never played hockey is that, like, you could be on the ice for a practice or a game for literally a month straight. And if you're off the ice for two days in a row, that third day you go to get back on the ice, you literally feel like you've never skated before. So, like, <laughs> if, if he was going into that dry and hadn't been on the ice all summer and those guys – those college guys, especially who are on the ice every day and are trying to make a name for themselves. Like <laughs> they probably didn't have the best time. Yeah. Uh, Zach Aston Reese played in that, in that league too. I, I, I know his like first um, game of like the Jersey pro league season, his team got smoked like 11 to two by Alex's team. Drew's Drew was on that team too, but not really. I told Alex and I was like, Zach Aston Reese is not going to come back after what you just did to him. And Zach Aston Reese ended up coming back playing every game. So if you're in the Jersey area, you're not going to see Drew O'Connor, but you might see Zach Aston Reese. Um, but yeah, Drew O'Connor, I'm sure he'd rather be playing for Team USA than playing um, out, of, out of Newark, New Jersey. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we're going to take a break. We're going to come back. We're going to talk about. Uh, some prospect news in the second segment and then we're going to talk about some snacks in the third segment so so stay with us When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, and we are back. Last week, we talked about one prospect who's uh, going home, left the Penguins organization, uh, was a restricted free agent, Philip Hallander. He's going back home to, to Sweden, five-year deal. That was heavily motivated by just wanting to go home. Um, he has a son. He has a young kid. Um, that was important to him. He did, he did note that, like, had he been, like, you know, like a regular NHLer, maybe he would have stayed but it was primarily motivated by family. Mike Sullivan hates the young guys. <laughs> yeah, 
that, that's the narrative. Um, and that's the narrative people were bringing up with this next guy we're going to talk about who went home. Um, Philip Lindbergh. Philip Lindbergh, he, he signed, uh, he was another guy who was going to be a restricted free agent, Penguins goaltending prospect. He signed a two-year deal um, in the top Finnish league, uh, TPS. This is his first time ever playing in the top Finnish league because um, he grew up, obviously, in Finland playing over there. He came over, he was um, drafted by Minnesota, came over to play um, for UMass, played for UMass through three years, then didn't want to sign with Minnesota, hit free agency. That's how the Penguins got him on a two-year entry-level deal. Um, so he was, he was uh, <laughs> his two years with the Penguins, very um, completely marred by injury. We were barely got to see him. I know people look, so you go, go back to last year, his rookie year, 21-22. Um, he played six and a half games. And was great. He was like the AHL goalie of the month for October. Um, and then he had an ankle injury that ended up being season ending. He, they tried to rehab it. Um, it's like he was skating. It was like leading up to like the Christmas break. And then they realized like it, it was something they couldn't rehab. He was going to need to have surgery. So he had surgery. Missed the rest of the year. Came in this year. Uh, he only played 19 games. Because he kept it was it was just more injury problems and it's it wasn't the same thing. He had a couple of like minor things that would keep him out, like a game or two throughout the year. But then he had two significant ones. Um, I have the dates somewhere in front of me. Okay, lower body injury on December twenty first that had him sidelined until January fourteenth, so about a, close to a month. And then he had a upper body injury on February eleventh that caused him to miss last two months of the year. That was season ending for him, upper body. And I know everyone loves to crap all over the Penguins, like, strength and conditioning staff. But, like, I was seeing, like, tweets, like, yep, Penguins, they really effed up uh, Lindbergh's ankle. That was, that was a problem from this year, too. Unless your ankle's your upper body. No, this is a completely different thing. He just couldn't stay healthy. Through no fault of his own, I don't think it's anyone's, anyone's fault. Um, bad luck. I mean, it, was, it, it sounded like it was a broken ankle. Um, that's not something you can strengthen, condition your way out of. And it's something they, yeah, I don't know. I, and even when he was healthy, so at quick, like, yeah, his stats last year, his first seven games were great, but that's such a small sample size. This year, the 19 games he played, so if you look at Wilkes Story season, they started out very good. They were like top of the league at some point early in the year. They ended up, they didn't make the playoffs, they fell off. They were playing much better the first half of the year. Most of Lindbergh's games came when they were playing well. And his, he had a 3.13 goals against average and an 8.96 save percentage. Whereas like Taylor Gauthier, um, rookie goalie down there, he, most of his starts came second half of the year. He had an out of a save, save percentage and 2.71 goals against average. Um, he had a much better year. It, Lindbergh had just fallen down the depth chart. He was fourth. I don't think he would have been re-signed anyway. Thoughts? Uh, no, I mean, you, you covered most of it. But the only thing I was going to bring up is like, even when he was healthy, like he was dealing with Gautier and, and obviously Tokarski was down there as well when both Jari and, and DeSmith were healthy as well. So, um, when he played in the, um, cause he, he played in the prospects challenge that we went to in, in Buffalo, didn't he? And I remember you and yeah. I were talking a little bit about, cause it, he looked pretty good in that game. Obviously it was just like a, a, a prospects game, but you and I had kind of talked a little bit about how 
this was kind of like a big season for him to really kind of figure out whether, you know, he could kind of build on that, on that good stretch of games he had last, the, the previous season and like, you know, kind of figuring out, well, maybe is, is this a guy who could jump to the NHL and be a backup in another season or two? Obviously, that that's not the path that, that he went down. But, um, you know, I, there there was at least a point in time where there was some intrigue around him. But, you know, after the – especially this season that he just had, it's like he's almost just kind of like a run-of-the-mill guy that you could get anywhere else at this point. Yeah, I mean, he was like a highly coveted guy when he did hit the free agent market. Like, the Penguins were not the only team interested in him. But – yeah, he was. They have Penguins have four goalie prospects. Lindbergh was definitely fourth on the list at this point. Um, and I, like I said, I don't think he would have been re-signed anyway. I don't think this is an example of like Lindbergh leaving, like because Highlander they probably they would have wanted back. Lindbergh, I don't think they would have wanted back just because you need summer for all these guys to play. Um, Gauthier is still under contract for the next two years. We don't know yet where Blomquist is going to be. Um, he could go back to Finland, but he signed his entry-level deal this year. The fact that he signed it this year, is, I, to me, is an indication that they think he, he could come over um, and play in the AHL next year. That's what Blomquist told me he wanted to do. He wants to come over next year. Um, it's up to the team and all, too. <laughs> but... Um, you know, his, his signing rights weren't going to expire until next summer. So they didn't need to sign him this early. So the fact that they did sign him this early to me indicates that they planned for Blomquist to come over. So if you have Blomquist and Gauthier in Wilkes-Barre, where does Lindbergh go? Wheeling? I, is that what you really want for him? No. no. I don't think Lindbergh would have wanted to go down to Wheeling. No one wants that. Um or, I mean, even if you do sign, like, a like a veteran backup, because, you know, they still could, a veteran, like, number three, to be in that rotation, there's just nowhere for Lindbergh to go. Anyone freaking out about this needs to go outside and touch some grass, because, like, I, you know, I, people, pe- people are, like, yelling about this, too, like, Mark Sullivan, he's the young guys, and that's why. It's like, well, where would Lindbergh have played? <laughs> Third line center. Um other prospects. Yeah, he, he, he's a goalie. It's it's not like <laughs> Sullivan's giving him like four minutes a game when he's up there. It doesn't even make any sense. No. Um, another uh, prospect news. This was a little different. Uh, Kirill Tankov, he signed a two-year contract extension in Russia. He was already... Mike in- Sullivan hates <laughs> the young guys! Uh, the, the replies on Twitter to this article and it's people who obviously did not read the article because if you read the article you would understand i feel like that this has nothing to do with that but all the replies are like yep tankov knows you know no no future for him over here with mike sullivan as head coach so he's gonna stay in russia until mike sullivan's gone it's like i don't think girl tankov might not know who mike sullivan is like the to me when i saw the tankov extension i'm like this is good news because he's gonna play again um people who don't know who Kirill Tankov is. So, uh, two years ago... Wait, 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 wait. If you don't know who Kirill Tankov is, go on YouTube and type in Kirill Tankov highlights and watch the most fire mixtape you have ever seen in your life. (laughs) (laughs) Kirill Tankov, um, he was their seventh round pick in in 2021. So that 21-22 season was his first year in the Russian VHL. That's That's their minor league. That's a step below the KHL. Um, he had a good rookie year, 
Um, this past year, he is expected to come in and compete for KHL time um, with St. Petersburg, Scott, St. Petersburg. Um, that didn't happen. Uh, the, the, the first, so he started out in the VHL with St. Petersburg. The, the first game of the season, he broke his neck. Um, that was it. When, which is, we were watching the game. Um, no, you, 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 literally, you literally text me and, and you like either tweeted that you were like watching Tankov or you no, texted I, me. Cause the VHL, yeah, they, they stream all their games on YouTube totally free. And it's like great quality. Like it's better than like the my leagues here. And I, yes, so yeah, the, I, I texted yeah, you the you, link. I'm like tank off time. <laughs> right. So we're, and, and we missed like the, the first period. Right. Yeah. So we're, we're, we're there for the second period. We had, it, it was a couple minutes into the second period, right? Like it, it was his first or second shift of the period. I hadn't watched them live ever. Super excited too, because, you know, like I said, fire mixtape package, seventh round pick, like it's just destiny that he's going to be the best player in the NHL at some point. Anyway, I'm really excited to see him. We're watching him together. And all of a sudden he, his neck is goes kaput. Yeah. He gets hit from behind. Um, goes hard into the boards, at, and like I, I, I could, I, I remember I couldn't see if it was like him at first, like the angle, but then like you just keep hearing like the announcers like tank off. I'm like, oh my god! Well, yeah, you're like, oh god, that guy got lit up, and then you're like, I hope it's not tank off. <laughs> yeah, and then they're bringing out the stretcher. Um, yeah, he fractured a vertebrae in his neck. He needed obviously surgery, done for the year. Um, so that that was that was his year. Um, he ended up, he was skating on his own, like towards the end. He wasn't, so he was off the ice for a long time, obviously broke his neck. Um, I mean, for a while he had the, he had a neck brace on his team. He he seemed to be in good spirits the whole, the whole time from like the videos his team was posting. He was doing some like, uh, like color commentary on the broadcast for, for his team. Um, but yeah, so he started skating towards the end. From what I had heard from like the Penguins, um, like development staff, is that it was not as bad as it like they originally maybe thought or feared. They 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 figured he was going to play again. Um, so when I saw so Tangelov's contract expired, so when I saw he signed a two year extension extension in Saint Petersburg, to me that's a good thing because he's going to play again. Obviously, he was not going to come over to North America next season after missing all of last season with a broken neck. Um, a guy like that, ideally you would, you, you would get some KHL time before he comes over. So to me, this two years, um, you give him time to like get back up to, to, to game shape. Um, again, after missing the entire last season with a broken neck and then let him, um, have some, you know, good extended KHL time. And then maybe you bring him over. And this isn't so normally you draft a, a prospect and depending on where they come from and how old they are when you drafted them, you have a preset number of years to sign the player before his rights expire. That's not an issue with the Russian players because the Russian Ice Hockey Federation does not want a transfer agreement with the NHL. Um, which means it's like, like normally, you know, if the NHL like poaches a player from like Finland, they like have to pay. I believe it's like the team that you take them from or like the, the governing body over there. The Russians don't have a transfer agreement, which also means that their signing rights don't expire. Like if you draft a player out of Russia, they're yours forever. Alexander Pachersky, who played one game in what, 2008? 
he's still Penguin's property. Well, you'll see him on, on the on the on the list that they hand out the press box before the game with like the the roster and like non roster yeah. guys. All those guys are listed on there still. Yeah, yeah, like the um not not during the year, but yeah, the preseason and the playoffs when they list the scratches. It's like everyone right. they have rights to. So there's like eight different like Russian players that are like scratches for those games, and there are people who are like in their forties who are like not even playing hockey anymore. But like the Penguins have their rights, so. Um, Kirill Tankov, he can take as much time as he needs to recover from his broken neck um, and come over. I don't, this has nothing to do with him not seeing a future over here and has everything to do with, I think, what he went through last year. I, I just can't believe, and apologies if this applies to you, but not really apologies, but like, how dense do you have to be to think that some 21-year-old <laughs> Russian kid is sitting over in Russia. And mind you, he was a seventh-round pick. Like, I, I like the kid. I think he's very, very skillful and, and would love if he even ever even plays in the NHL. But, like, how dense do you have to be to think that that 21-year-old kid is sitting over in Russia <laughs> paying that much attention to the way Mike Sullivan is managing other young players to think that? Well, yeah. Come on. Come on. Like, I know it's the offseason, but we are grasping at some friggin' straws, people, and we have a long way to go. Yeah, go outside touching grass. I don't even know if Krill Tankov speaks English. Like we 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 just talked about this before we started recording. He's he's never been here before. He's never he's he hasn't come to like a development camp or anything like that. Um, obviously the Russians like just don't because it's hard to get them over, especially right now, just the way the world is. It's hard to get them over here for those kinds of things. But also, um, they're 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 like doing training camp stuff like all summer over there. So like they don't come over anyway. He has no like relationship with like Mike Sullivan. It could be bad. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm not, I'm, I'm, I'm not worried. Um, in two years, we'll see where he's at. Bring over again. He's a seventh round pick. Um, if he doesn't pan out, it's not the end of the world. Um, well, it, it's, it's the end of the world for my hopes and dreams, but that's a different story. He's he's a very exciting prospect. Um, kind of chaotic. Like he might, you know, put up five on the other team, but then he'll turn the puck over five times and get, get like five goals back. Um, I feel like he's gotten better at that over the course of like the last year. He actually played um, center. He was like he was like a middle 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 six guy, but yeah, very very skilled. Again, go look up his highlights. Um, the the stuff he does with his hands, even like when he was injured and skating on his own, just like the stick handling he was doing, just just a very uh, skilled skilled player. Lots of fun, good attitude. Um, yeah, that's how I got in curl tank of. We're gonna take another break. We're gonna come back and we're gonna talk about what I know everyone wants to hear about, which is snacks. So stay tuned. Right, and we're back. Something I started doing this past season that was way more popular than I thought it would be was reviewing the snacks in the press box. So not not the media meals. So because arenas, um, they don't not provide media meals. Most of them you have to pay. This is like the free press box snacks that are like up there with us. And teams do it differently. They have different budgets. And the way this started was, so the first road trip this season um, was Montreal. 
And if you listen to the way other beat writers, people talk about the, the hot dogs in the Montreal press box, it sound, they make it sound like it's going to change your life. This is the best food you're ever going to eat. So I'm like, all right, these hot dogs. And then so I go there and I get a hot dog and then like I eat it. I'm like, it's a hot dog. It doesn't like I it's like an it's like an above average hot dog, but it's still a hot dog. How, how good can a hot dog be? So I included like a bullet in my in my at the bottom of my game story about like whoever's doing PR for the hot dogs in Minnesota and <laughs> Montreal like they need a raise because they're doing outstanding work because they're so overrated. And people like that. And they're like keep keep doing the the press box stack reviews. So I started yeah, I, I did it everywhere we we went. I believe like you put stuff in like the live file or maybe at the bottom of your, your story too. But people love this. Um because of what what the next road trip I went on was like the big like Western Canada Seattle. Yeah, and you were you were living like a baller out there. Yeah, that 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 was a good. It, it was a mixed bag. That's I think where it really uh, picked up picked up. Um, so we're gonna when things slow down and like the Penguins are not in the middle of a GM search, we're gonna like do a ranking of like all thirty two. Thirty two. We've been between us. We've been to thirty arenas. The only ones we haven't been to. Um, Winnipeg for obvious reasons. No one's ever going to take that away from Dan. And then Minnesota, just because that's part of that Winnipeg uh, trip. So we'll, we'll figure out what they have in Minnesota and Winnipeg, and then we're going to do rankings. But I guess we can do like a little preview now, like top three, bottom three. Just first, uh, of what you've been to, what is your number one? Uh, all right. So I have to go with Vegas, T-Mobile Arena. As number one, I might slightly be influenced by the fact that I just absolutely love that building and the atmosphere and the entertainment. Um, I, for whatever reason, typically after warmups, I'll go and get myself a little water, a little snack, you know, go get, go get something to nibble on before puck drop. I didn't that game when the, when the Penguins were in Vegas this year, for whatever reason. And I got up after the first period and they kind of, it's kind of like uh, their little like snack bar, I guess. And where you go get everything's kind of like off to the side, like kind of in this like little nook and cranny, I guess, at the back of the press box. Anyway, after the first period, I get up, I go, they had the best spread of candy you could ask for. I I'm a peanut M&M guy. Like I'll, I'll be sitting at home watching a TV show at like eight 30. And I'm like, I need some freaking peanut M&Ms. I hop in the car, drive down to the gas station and, and get some peanut M&Ms. And I'm not getting the no 99 cent package either. I'm getting that mm -hmm. two 99 share size and I'm eating them all. Nobody else can have any. Okay. I go over there. They've got peanut M&Ms. They got regular M&Ms. They got Skittles. They got gummy bears. They got sour patch kids. And on top of that, they had like popcorn and random like little brownies and cookies you could have and everything. So as I'm up there getting some peanut M&Ms and they've got like, I don't know, like these little cups that are maybe like this big that you can fill them up. I go and get myself some peanut M&Ms. As I'm walking back to the press box, this is when uh, Jeff Petrie was out with his upper body injury. 
I'm walking back to the press box and this is uh, during the first intermission. I'm walking back to the press box and Jeff Petrie walks by me and he sees it. Like there's some, I got a, you know, I got a lot of peanut M&Ms in my hand. He's like, Ooh, I gotta go get me some of those. <laughs> so anyway, I ate a ridiculous amount of peanut M&Ms that entire game. And then second intermission, I'm, I'm going back to go get more. And I walk up and Petrie's up there again, getting himself some more. And I was like, okay. Yeah. Uh, but Vegas definitely has to be one for me for the variety and the fact that they had what I like. Um, if there weren't peanut M&Ms there, I promise you I would have eaten my body weight in Sour Patch Kids instead. Um, so Vegas, you have my heart with your press box snacks. You have my heart with your in-game entertainment. I love it. Take me back to Vegas. So the number one in the league, and you, so you haven't been there, Chicago. This is like a universal, like number, like objective number one as far as press box snacks go. The biggest, like press box snack connoisseur uh, that travels with the Penguins um, beyond me is Bob Airy, and like we were talking about this, and, and <laughs> he goes crazy in Chicago. Um, and so yeah, he's like, oh my god, he's like with me with Chicago number one. Um, I was talking with Hextall. Um, it, it was like during warm-ups of a game um, at home. It was when the Penguins switched up their pretzels and we were talking about um, this was, oh yeah, so this was like a, uh, maybe like a couple weeks before the, the trade deadline and I asked him, um, I was like, have you ever seen Moneyball? And he's like, yeah. And I'm like, you know how like Brad Pitt trades for soda in Moneyball? And he's like, yeah. And I was like, do you think you could trade for like a soft serve machine uh, <laughs> for the press box? And he laughed. He's like, yeah, I'll get out of that. So, um, but like we're, you know, we're um, talking about like, um, I've been like, I do like the bullets in my story. Um, I'm like, so he asked like what like my number one is. And I was like, well, Chicago. And he's like, oh, it's Chicago. Like everyone agrees, Chicago. I don't know what their like budget is, but it's, it has to be insane. So, like, they have a media meal downstairs that you have to, like, pay for. But what's up? If you're paying for the media meal in Chicago, you're a fool. Because in the press box, so free, just the, their, their spread. There's, like, prepackaged sandwiches, multiple kinds. Salads, multiple kinds. And then also pasta salad, um, assorted fruit, like, prepackaged. Um different kinds of baked goods, a bunch of kinds of chips, a, a bunch of kinds of like kind of candy. Um, and then like every, everyone has like tea, coffee, soda, but Chicago. Well, the prepackaged is big too. Like it's a, it's a lot different seeing a, a, a turkey sandwich sitting there out versus <laughs> one that, you know, ain't been touched by no grubby hands. That is a big yeah. difference. Yeah, especially the chips. That's one of my that's one of my gripes with uh, PPG Paints Arena is that uh, I I don't think I thought too much of it like before COVID, but it's just like buckets of like potato chips that like they dump out of like a big bag and you scoop it out and like I don't know. You see some people go out there and they'll like grab one out with their hands and it's like I'd, I'd, I I I prefer the prepackaged chips now. Well, no, because um, there there was a point. Like you and I both got sick like the same week and it <laughs> happened to be a night that you and I ate a crap ton of goldfish out of the community bowl. I Like we probably weren't the only ones who got sick because it was like a week later. I think the penguins like ended up on the road after that. But when they got back, when next time up in the press box, it wasn't the communal goldfish. They were all like the individual packages of goldfish and it stayed that way. So like people had to have been getting sick from those goldfish. <laughs> 
Um, like the, there, there, there was what I, that night I was referring to, it was like, I, I was still writing. It was like two in the morning and out of nowhere, I got, I was, had the worst stomach cramp ever. I was like keeled over in the fetal position on the ground, <laughs> like trying to write about Ricard Raquel or something. Um, speaking of candy spreads, uh, Seattle, that's another place you haven't been yet. That they, so what they have, you know, it's like, um, I think they're like cereal dispensers where like, you, you know, you turn and like it dumps out, like, you know, they have a wall of those, but it's all different kinds of candy. So they have like, you know, sour gummy worms, normal gummy worms, like peanut M&Ms, normal M&Ms, Skittles, they like trail mix and like pretzels. Um, but then they'll also put out um, d- different like buildings do uh, like they'll put out like nicer stuff, you know, at intermission. So like when we were there, they put out like these really like fresh baked cookies at first intermission and then like second intermission, they put out like hot dogs. Um, and then because it's Seattle, they have Starbucks on tap. Um, Seattle is a big one. I liked uh, another team. That's going to be, that has to be my top three uh, Edmonton. Edmonton goes hard with like the Canadian specific snacks. So they have like a whole wall of like different, like prepackaged um, kinds of chips, but like most of them are ketchup chips, which you can only, you, you can get them in the U S now, but um, I think like hers has ketchup chips. They're not as good as the ones that, you can only get in Canada. Um, and then several kinds of um, candy bars or just t- types of candy that are you can only get in Canada, um, like Aero bars, Coffee Crisp, um, Smarties. Smart. We have Smarties here, but what Canadians call Smarties, something totally different. They're kind of like M&Ms, like they're chocolate. But we have what we call Smarties. They have two, but they call, I want to say it's like Rockets or something like that. But and all the different kinds of like specific Canadian snacks, Canada, um, the, the Oilers have, and then they also put up pizza in intermission. So, uh, that's another. Do you have any other shouts for? Uh, yeah, so I gotta give a shout here, and this might come as a surprise, maybe a little underrated one I'm checking in here with, but I gotta go Los Angeles Kings crypto.com arena, yeah. Okay, listen, listen, really nice press box setup. Like it's very, very like it it literally ranges like the the length of the arena, but down on like the visiting and where like the visiting media uh, is, they they had a kind of kind of like a similar setup, I guess, as they did in Vegas in terms of like where it was located and like the bar and everything that it was at. But they had several different flavors but the one i had they were basically like these little like they weren't chicken wings i i I guess they were chicken nuggets but they were i'll I'll just call them boneless chicken wings but they had this amazing teriyaki sauce and they had them in this those nice i don't even know what to call them but those like silver platters that like keep every you fold them up and down and they keep everything nice and steaming hot they were incredible. Like a lot of the time when you see that kind of stuff up in the press box, it's like, Oh, like it, it's okay. Or whatever. It was so good. I was getting up every stoppage <laughs> to go get more until they were finally gone. And on top of that, they had a really nice candy assortment too. Yes. Of course the peanut M&Ms were included in that. I would not include crypto.com arena if they didn't have <laughs> the peanut M&Ms, but they had the peanut M&Ms. They had some Skittles. They had the regular M&Ms. But the, the thing I'm, I'm really keying in on here 
is these chicken wings, these boneless chicken wings with teriyaki, the barbecue, whatever sauce was on there. Those, whoever's handling all of that out in Los Angeles, you are doing a phenomenal job. Keep it up. Don't change a thing. I will see you next season. I, I mentioned the, the soft serve machine I wanted um, for like the Penguins press box. The only, as far as I know, the only building that has one is, is the Islanders new building. Incredible. I ate so much ice cream when we were there um, this season. Because, so, the, you know, they have like vanilla and chocolate and like you do the swirl, but then they also have um, like fresh brownies and cookies, both of which are like insanely good on their own. So I was like putting those in the ice cream. The Islanders, they don't, they, you know, they have like popcorn, they have, they have soft pretzels that aren't that good. Um, and then they have fruit. So they don't have, they don't have like, you know, like chips or candy, but like the soft serve machine, high marks for them. Speaking of soft pretzels, um, the, the penguins, like that's their big thing. Um, I can't remember if we talked about this on here. So the penguins had for the longest time soft pretzel sticks. And I, I didn't think they were that good. Um, they weren't that good, but you ate them because they were there. Yeah, like, you know, you have, like, the chips and all that, but, you know, just looking at the rest of the spread, the the soft pretzels that they bring, like, you know, they were warm, like, they bring them up there under the heater. They had, like, cheese and stuff like that. Um, I It felt like some nights they were, like, overdone and, like, dry, and then definitely always oversalted. And so I kind of, like, I'm, I'm not, like, ripping the soft pretzels on Twitter. I, I don't know. I, I think I tweeted, like breaking like the soft the press box soft pretzels in the metro division and it was like philly which philly all they have is popcorn and soft pretzels but the soft pretzels are incredible and they're pre-packaged so you can walk out of there with like eight in your backpack they don't stop you they don't check you um so i i would i would leave with like soft pretzels from philly they're so good um so it's like that and then like the islanders and then like the, the penguins and then i remember also um my other tweet about them was like um someone tweeted asking for like send me your penguins trade proposals uh for the um like leading up to the trade deadline i was like all right the vat of cheese for the pretzels and a first for the <laughs> islanders to their for their saucer machine so basically the the guy who runs like the snacks up in the press box that's not his only job he's like the executive chef of the arena like was seeing my tweets um and he's like all right we've gotten complacent we gotta step it up and then so it's like after like a road trip around that time we get back the, pre- the soft pretzel game has like done like a complete 180 so they got rid of the big vat of like questionable looking cheese um and now there's like different kinds of dips there's like a, an incredible bacon dip um there's also cheese but then there's like beer i think it's like beer cheese and then there's like a mustard but then like seven different kinds of pretzels um like i remember the so the my two friends who cover um the the flyers for the the philly inquirer gianna han um and olivia reiner they were there um and like they were blown away by the pretzel selection (laughs) they're like this is insane um like so they have sticks but they're a little different they had nuggets and then they had like full size soft pretzels and then they had like, so no filling. And then they had two kinds of soft pretzels with filling. There's like a cream cheese and then they jalapeno cream cheese. And it, 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 it took them a second to fill, figure out the filled ones though, because the first night those came on the scene, I grabbed, 
I was one of the first ones to grab one and I bit into it and I wasn't really sure what I was eating. I looked at you and I was like, what is this? And you're like, I don't think it's cooked. Yeah. So we didn't know what it was, but it was definitely, I feel like that night it also was underdone. Um, it was like not fully cooked and it was cream cheese. But after that night, they were, they were great. And I wouldn't like, know. I, I couldn't do it after that. Just couldn't well, do it. <laughs> and like the bacon dip is incredible. And like the jalapeno cream cheese ones were incredible. And so like the, the guy who's like the executive chef at the arena messaged me and he said, like, I saw your tweets. Um, ripping our pretzels. So I, we had to, we had to step up our game. Um, what do you think? I was like, Oh yeah. Like I'm, I'm glad that I had this kind of impact on the press box, uh, snack game, but uh, we've, we spent so much time talking about this, but real quick, uh, we're worse. Who, who do you got to rip? Who, who needs to do better next year? Uh, <laughs> well, I, I wanted to start, I wanted to get my third one in there and say Toronto Scotiabank arena. Mm-hmm. Kind of, they, they got what you need, but they have pizza in there. Good pizza in there, and they keep re-upping it too. So uh, they they were do- the game that I was there covering this se- this past season uh, was when they were doing the Hall of Fame ceremony, and I quite frankly I got a little bored with it, so I was like, I'm gonna go get myself some pizza before puck drop. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm walking up. There's two slices of pepperoni left, and they hadn't re-upped the rest of them, and I was like, oh, this is perfect. Like I wanted two slices of pepperoni, really good pizza. Anyway, I go and grab them, and I put them on my plate. Well, I turn around. The dude in line behind me was Wayne Simmons. And then he saw that I had two pieces of pepperoni on my plate and then saw that there was no more pepperoni in the like little carousel <laughs> wheel thing that you grabbed it out of and just went, oh, and turned around and walked away. <laughs> so I stole Wayne Simmons' last two pieces of pepperoni pizza. Uh, very happy about that, that I could take that away from him. Uh, but as far as stepping it up, my hometown, one of the best, possibly the best arena in the NHL nationwide arena. Got to do a better job up in the press box, people. What are we doing? Popcorn and that's it. And half the halfway through the game, every single time they're out of pop, popcorn bags. So yep. it's like, let me just reach in there. No, I'm not doing that. So if you don't want that, you have your option of like four sodas, one of which is like Dr. Pepper, Sierra missed at the time. I don't know if it's Starry now. And then mm-hmm. water. That is it. Come on. It, yeah. it, and Columbus is a good food city too. Every friggin' franchise and chain in America is based out of Columbus or they have one there. It's an awesome arena. You go down the concourse, you can get all kinds of different good food up on the press box. You got some popcorn, but you better get it before halfway through the game. Cause you're not going to have anything to put it in. Yeah. Calgary is another building where like they only have um, popcorn because like, that's not like a real like press box that was like there when they built the building. It's when we're like, you know, it's like suspended over um, the ice that you, when you walk on it, you feel it shake. So there's not a lot of room up there for much else. So Calgary, Columbus are in, in my bottom two. The other um, one that I have to like, which is surprisingly bad and people are going to be surprised um, because of like my tweets, but like the Rangers, because like, I know people see like my tweets of the pizza, but that's the concessions. Um, that's, I mean, it's free because, so what the Rangers do in place of a media meal, you walk in and they hand you like a $25 voucher, um, for concessions. So like, it's free. I'm not paying for the pizza, which is nice. But then like, just the stuff to snack on. Um, it's like, first of all, it's in like a, a, a room that is definitely like a, cl- it used to be a closet. It's so tiny. It's also unmarked. You're like, am I supposed to be in here? Um, 
no soda at all. It's just like a little mini fridge with like water bottles. But half the time you go there and there's they're out of water bottles. Um, and then like no chips or anything like that. They just have like every time I've been there, it's been candy, but it's been like different candy. Like it's like it's like this someone's leftover Halloween candy. It's like mm-hmm. just a mixed bag. But like the last time we were there, it was all high chews. Well, that's all they had. All the ranchers were. Good. Are you about to start disrespecting high chews on our podcast right now? Because I will jump through the the screen and fight you. I don't hate high chews, but like, is, if that's all you got, and I felt like half of them were like the pineapple. I it, so Who cares? it's high chew. Okay, they're good. but if that's all they're giving you, I don't know. I was not happy with the the Rangers are on my bad list. Uh, well, <laughs> so, so my gripe with the the press box snack situation there is that to even go use like to use your concession voucher like you actually have to just go among like the fans that are there it's not like these. yeah you so (laughs) like the the press box there is like hanging from the rafters like right above the upper bowl but then you like literally just like take these little steps down and then you're on like the upper concourse and that's where you have to go to use your voucher so you either use it before the game or you have to use it during the game like during the first or second period while the game is actually going on because if you try and go during intermission well good friggin' luck you're going to be waiting in line the whole time yeah. so that, it just sucks it's like a crappy situation you show up and, and you're not ready to use it yet well guess what you probably ain't using it or you're yeah. going to not be doing your job very well and not at I, me. I so i was there for the first two games of the playoffs and then the the two games there this year and um but I was there for the the first game this year, I, cause, and I, I got pizza every time. Um, the the it's the same guy working at the pizza concession stand this year, and I like get the same thing I always get. And he's like, "You were here for the playoffs, weren't you?" And it's like that was almost a year ago at this point. I was like, "How much pizza did I eat that he remembered this?" I'm like, "Yeah." Um, and then I but I came back for the the second game there. Um, this year and like after i got i got the pizza again and he's like well we see you in the playoffs i'm like i i bet you do because if you do then you'd be probably moving <laughs> but yeah so that's how much pizza i i mean because i was there for the um like the the triple overtime game so i got i, I did get pizza twice that's two games um uh, i remember getting like during warm-ups and then i got i got a voucher from like someone else who didn't use theirs and i got pizza like later on um I didn't, you were there for what, five, no, I went for five. Two. I was there for game seven. I went, yeah, I went for one, two, and the Rona. Yeah, it, it, half the beat got COVID after game five. So I did not go back for game, I didn't, I missed game six at home and then game seven there because I had COVID. Um, and uh, yeah, you got together. So we've talked a lot about. Anyway, this concludes another episode of Podcast on Fifth Avenue, one that Taylor and I both said, okay, we're going to keep this one at 30 minutes today because it's the off season and we're talking about snacks, but here we are at the hour mark. So thank you so much for tuning in. Take it away, Taylor. (laughs) Thanks again. Yeah, I I think we we spent half an hour alone on the snacks. If you're listening to this still, I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. But we drop episodes. Um, Every Saturday, hopefully we'll have more to talk about in future weeks that aren't just uh, snacks. But as you can see, there's a lot to talk about with the snacks. But uh, if, if you're just listening to this, we, dr- if we drop the videos too on YouTube on the DK Pittsburgh Sports Penguins YouTube. So subscribe to us on there if you want to watch that. Um, but thanks again for joining. Uh, we hope you'll join us next week.